Um, big surprise there. We just uh, felt like this is one of those Sundays where the, the life story is the message. And uh, we'll get through Romans um, this year sometime. Um, Sean keeps doubting me, but it's going to happen. But I, I want to read this verse. It's Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 7. And it's this, what we just heard today this is what is written there. It encapsulates what just happened, what we just heard. And Paul writes this, and he writes it to this young Christian who's, who's trying to live for Christ and trying to, to see the kingdom of God go forward. And Paul wrote, and he wrote this about himself um, as well as Titus. And he says, at one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through, Christ, through Jesus Christ, rather not through Jesus, through Jesus Christ our Savior so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. That's what we just heard. And, and there's something about days like this where Christ would say to us, don't forget, remember, remember where you were, remember who you were and what I have done and where you have now come or where you now stand. And, and, and these days are that. They're a reminder. We get choked up because their story is our story. That grace is our grace. And, and we remember things about this. Uh, we remember things about our story. We remember how he washed us and how his presence came and, and lived in us and it changed us. And, and this, this pouring out that Paul talks about, pouring out of love, pouring out of mercy, pouring out of grace. And it's not just that we remember, it's still going on, and it, that chokes us up even more. Because we're like, you're still doing that. You're still pouring this out. And so we remember what he's done. We remember stories, like, or we hear stories and we remember what God did in terms of that renewal. You heard it in the stories. Sometimes, uh, my wife and I were talking about this, sometimes we'd love to take a before and after picture of people. Of, of us before Christ and after Christ because often we see people come in broken unable to stand bent over unable to smile unable to forgive unable to stop clenching a fist unable to let people in unable to stand straight unable to smile beaten by giant despair forever stuck in doubting castle and when somebody gets the key and we see them walk out. It's a renewal. We see people walk straighter. We see people smile. We see people who forgive, who are gracious, who are confident, not arrogant, but confident. And this renewal that Paul writes about here, it's not stuck in pages. It's now. It's happening. We heard it. It's still going on. He's still doing it. We hear stories like this. It reminds us not only of renewal, but resurrection power. We talked about it last week. It's still happening. Paul said once, I want to know 
the power of the resurrection. I want to know that. His, he said one of his prayers actually to the church was, I pray that you understand the power of Christ and his resurrection. It's on display. If you wonder what that is and it feels kind of like mystical, or how do you get your hands around it? You just saw it. That's resurrection power. The power to forgive, the power to break addictions, the power to melt hearts, to restore marriages, destroy legalism, to, the power to say out loud, to have somebody say, I needed forgiveness, I was wrong. No government can do that. There's no power in this world that can do that and force somebody to do that. That's real power. That's the power of the resurrection. And, and church, there's all of us, we, there's so many of us who would agree with this. We, we won't stray from that power. We can't stray from that power. We, we won't invent things that somehow are better than that power. That power is, is everything. A.W. Tozer, he's a famous Christian writer, dead. Some of you may not have heard of him, but he was a smart guy. Buried in Akron. Um, he once wrote this. He said, if God left the church's midst, he says, they wouldn't know it for months. May not even know it for years. He's writing about churches who had drifted from the resurrection power. This is resurrection power. This is resurrection power standing before you. When we hear stories like this, we have a reminder, too, of hope. That's what Paul said. We have been justified by his grace. We might become heirs, so that we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. If you're connected with Jesus, if his spirit lives in you, you have hope, eternal hope. And, and if you sense hope in this room, that, that's a God hope. That, that's a reality. You're standing in this, the presence of God who says, life will go on for eternity with me. It doesn't end. Hope of living forever. you sense it, that, that's God's presence, that's God's hope. And I can't, I can't speak for all of you, but I'm, I'm tired of funerals. I'm tired of them. We just said goodbye to Jim Curran's yesterday. Jim and Purse has been a part of our church for almost 50 years or around 50 years. Uh, their family been a part of our church that long. Loves Jesus and it was interesting yesterday, the funeral, when you started talking to people and just kind of stepping back and watching. There, there was this sense of people talking and laughing and having fun. You're like, wait a minute, somebody died. But Paul wrote this. He says, look, we don't grieve without hope. So yesterday was a celebration of Jim's life. And we had lunch. And, and there was just this understanding, well, we're going to see him pretty soon. We're going to see him in a couple years. This isn't over. This goes for eternity. Confidence that one day death will be crushed. Life forever in Christ. And some of you this morning, uh, I know we said this last week, you've heard this um, even with Rob's testimony, listening to that message. That, I didn't say that. The Bible said that. The Bible says this. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, 
and believe in your heart. Nobody else will know, only you will know. Believe in your heart that Jesus is raised from the dead, is the living Savior. You will be saved. That's what the Bible says. And some of you need that today. You need it desperately. You're stuck in this prison and you want to get free. You can have that. It's, it's so simple. It requires everything. That's not simple. It's a complete surrender, and you've heard that, giving up control of your life to him. But he'll, he'll take you, and you'll find it's the best decision of your life. You surrender everything, and you find out in that moment you have just gained everything. You've gained Christ, and you've gained eternity. You've gained a family of people who will walk with you. I'd encourage you, don't walk out without making that decision. It will be the best one you ever make. And for those of you, you're sitting there and you remember and these things have stirred your soul and you follow Christ. The Bible talks about us being a disciple, a follower. And Jesus, his last word was go. Go. Go and make disciples. That's not a pastoral command, like only for some people. It's for anyone who follows Christ. Go. You have the grace of God flowing through your veins. Go. You have the love of God flowing through your veins. Go. You have the mercy of God coursing through your body. Go. You have enough. You have the power, the resurrection power, living in you through the Spirit. Go! Make disciples. You have this power that can deliver people, so go! Deliver the oppressed. Go heal the sick in Christ's name. Bring His forgiveness. You have hope that will not fail. You have enough. You have Christ. Go! Go! People need this story. They do. You have enough. Let's pray. Lord, would you send us out? What a morning. Jesus, uh, would you just send us out? And, and I pray right now, God, when life hits everyone here at different times today or tomorrow and just kind of takes the wind out of us and we have to remind ourselves going back into the world here we go lord but you not let anything steal what we have experienced in your presence today the hope the conviction the assurance the clarity lord nothing nothing can steal it we walk out today and through this week standing in you our savior this solid ground this firm foundation Lord, send us out. Thank you so much, Jesus, for what you've done. Thank you so much. We love you, Lord. We sing praises to you. Nobody's twisting our arms. We give our adoration. We give our thanks. Not because of duty, because we love you. We love you so much, Lord would do it all over again for you.
we pray these things and we say these things and we believe these things, we think these things. And all God's people said, Amen.